Blastoff! Kansas City is 7-1 against a point spread coming off a Monday night game. Take KC minus the 6. We're taking home cold, hard cash. We're going to have another heat check. Come on. Keep going heat check. Yeah, I know. Pulls up. Gonna go. Yes. It's heat check time. Hello. I like money. I want winners. Heat check. Oh, yeah. And boom goes the dynamite. I'm about to go on the run of a lifetime. And if you want to make money, climb the fuck aboard. Get money, get money, get money, get money. I'm getting money, I'm getting money, I'm getting money, I'm getting money. Welcome into the Heat Check Podcast. NFL Week 7 is on the docket. Derek Piper, Josh Piper, back to break down our plays. Teaser legs, some props. Let's get to it. I'm hesitant. I, I had a little pause in there because I don't really want to talk about my week six, but we got to do that. Full full transparency. Uh, it wasn't great for me in terms of the show. Uh, it was a big yikes. One and six. Ooh. One and six is uh, was the total when you factor in the, the sides and a couple of props. Did hit the Jamar Chase longest reception, which... Autoplay. Hits every week, so that's good. Um, but we'll be bouncing back. Still feeling good about where we're at year-to-date as far as start of the season till now. Still in good shape, but last week was not one to write home about. I know you had a much better showing. Yeah, I mean, it's a little bit harder to talk about. You're talking about your uh, <laughs> sad stories over here, and I, I went 5-2 and two this week. Uh, I'm pretty happy about that. Uh Two and one on my teasers or money line parlays, and three and one on my props. Uh, so feeling pretty good. So I hope you listen to Josh, <laughs> not me. So um, take that take that for what it's worth, and we'll move along. And I'll give my plays. Josh will give his. If Josh likes my plays, I don't know if that's a good thing, as in they're going to win or that they're going to lose. But uh, <laughs> no, we're we're good. We're, we're moving on. And this slate honestly is not a very good one, not a very appetizing one, but. Uh, so the card is shorter this week for sure, but there are a couple of plays that we do like, and let's just jump right into it. Teaser leg options, as we always start with. Let's start with Green Bay, and we won't spend too much time or any time. Well, I, I'm bringing it up. Aaron Rodgers owning Chicago. Uh, we should have just hammered that one last week. Yeah, we talked about it. Uh, you know, teasing either you know, way. I, I brought won. him up on the <laughs> teaser leg, and you said no. We could have teased that game either way, and we would have won. We would have won some money. Now, somewhere at the end of last week's pod, I threw in Bears money line. That was totally a joke, as I'm sure everyone thought. I was knew. trying to confirm with you after, after <laughs> no, the show. You were joking on that. You were kidding, right? I like, was. I don't know if our viewers know that. I literally was joking, um, but I was excited when we were up seven zero. Yeah, it looked very promising until, until, until it wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's move on. Green Bay at home following up their win against the Bears. They're facing the Washington football team. Green Bay is minus eight. Minus, minus seven eight. and a half, minus eight. Minus yeah. seven and a half or minus eight, depending on when you're shop, where you're shopping. Uh, but you can tease them down to minus two. Dive into some of the details here. The Washington football defense is dead last in the NFL in scoring defense, giving up 31 points per game. They've allowed the most passing touchdowns in the league at 16 through six games. Uh, And you know that Green Bay is lights out at Lambeau. 
Lights out with Lambo. That should be a shirt. Um, <laughs> but 14-1 and one in their last 15 as a home favorite. And, and that is just straight up. Uh, so winning the game when they're favorites at home, they've done that at a high, high clip. Uh, I know that injuries are a little bit of a concern still with them. Uh, Bakhtiari still out on the offensive line. They lost Josh Myers, their center, uh, last week in Chicago. Jair Alexander, as far as the defense on the back end, he's still out. Kevin King and Darnell Savage are questionable. Uh, but at the bottom line of this, you have Aaron Rodgers on one side. You have Taylor Heineke on the other. You have a terrible Washington defense, which people thought was, was going to be good uh, heading into this year. But that is not the case. And Green Bay wins at home. So I, I really love this as a teaser, my favorite one of the week. And what do you think about the pack getting it done and covering that minus two if you tease them down? I love it. I love that right there. Uh, this is my favorite teaser leg of the week as well. Um, a lot of my bets are going to be uh, tied to this game. Um, and as you mentioned, Packers 14-1 and straight up. Uh, their last 15 regular season games at home. Uh, also 12-1 and straight up. Their last 13 regular season games as a favorite. Um, and not only are they, are they winning these games, they're also 5-1 and against the spread in the last six games at home. Uh, and six and one against the spread the last seven games as favorites. Um, Washington is 0-3 this season straight up and against the spread when they're underdogs. Um, and also 0-5 straight up their last five games as dogs. Packers are fifth, only 15th in points per game this year, but they're fifth in points per game at home this year, going from 24 points per game all the way to 31 points per game. As you mentioned, Washington with uh, uh, giving up the most points per game, uh, 31 points per game uh, average given up. Um, and on the road, they're giving up 36.5 points per game. Green Bay, thir- 13th opponent's point per- points per game at 22. Um, but at home, they're third in points per game given up at only 17 uh, per game there. Love this teaser leg. Uh, considering it as uh, just playing it straight up on the spread. Uh, a little risky with minus eight going over a touchdown, but uh, yeah, perfect teaser leg here. Yeah, and one additional note to like is the fact that Antonio Gibson, who is playing, he's, he's banged up though. He's been limited with the shin injury, and him not at 100% is, is obviously going to hurt Washington being able to put up enough points to, to win this game. So uh, another one. You know, vacation has been a theme here on this pod, and it's been a successful one so far. Uh, so go from Green Bay to Tampa Bay with the Tampa Bay Bucks at home against our Chicago Bears. Uh, this spread really varies based on when you're looking. Uh, DraftKings is minus 13 for the Bucks currently. Uh, this as of late Friday night. And FanDuel minus 11 and a half. Uh, in terms of their spread for the Bucks, So you could tease this down to, on FanDuel, minus 5.5. I know that, uh, as we've broken down before, FanDuel with their teasers, a little bit higher juice. It's minus 134 for a two-leg six-point teaser. DraftKings, minus 120. But if you were to do DraftKings with this one, it would be minus 7. So they'd have to cover more than a touchdown. Uh, as we look at this one, the Bucks are really dealing with some injuries. Antonio Brown's already been ruled out. Gronk's out. Avante David's out, Richard Sherman's out, Carlton Davis is on IR. So that is something to, to definitely keep in mind in terms of how much you want to play this for. Some people 
might be scared off by that, but uh, we'll break this down a little bit. Uh, Tampa Bay, I think in terms of their defense, you look at what Chicago's going to want to do offensively. They, they want to run the football because they have not been able to explode with their passing game and, and Justin Fields through his four starts. And I know, uh, as I mentioned before, it's weighted down by that first one in Cleveland and how terrible that was. But he's still only throwing for 140 a game since being named the starter. So uh, they've relied on the run game, but Tampa's the best rush defense in the league, allowing 55 yards per game on the ground. Uh, that's the very best in the NFL. Uh, you look at the Bucks' pass attack on the other side, where they are going to miss A.B. They still have Mike Evans. They still have Chris Godwin. They still have O.J. Howard. Uh, Gio Bernard out of the backfield, Fournette's catching the ball. Uh, so while the Bears' defense have a pretty nice run defense in their own right, the Bucks can have success against a gettable Bears secondary. Uh, ultimately, I just I think that Tampa, being at home, uh, being against the Bears team that's limited offensively, they'll be able to win by more than a touchdown. So I I like this teaser leg quite a bit. It, it's yeah, I, I would I would be willing to, and we'll talk about what our plays are and how we're mi- mixing and matching here pretty soon. But uh, not to the level of loving with Green Bay, but you got to pair that with something. I'd be totally fine with putting Tampa in there. I agree. Uh, I like this as a teaser option as well, or maybe an alternate uh, alternate line, getting it down to my uh, you know my favorite minus two and a half. That's typically my go. Curse my, minus my typically go to. So if you were able to tease this down to minus five and a half, um, the Bucks are ten and four covering that minus five and a half when they're favored by six or more points, which they are um, in this game. Bucks are also four and one against the spread in their last five home games as a favorite. The Bears are one and four against the spread in their last five games as an underdog. Bears are also two and eight against the spread in their last ten games as underdogs by five and a half or more points. Um, so when the, when the bears are, are bigger underdogs in the game, uh, they're typically not in the game. Um, as you can see in most games against green Bay, uh, and then take, let's take a look at these. Why would you say that? (laughs) Let's take a look at these offenses points per game, Tampa Bay, third Chicago 30th, um, a bit of perspective on those two numbers. Uh, Tampa Bay averages 32.5 points per game. Chicago averages 16. So just Mm. under half. Uh, yards per game, Tampa Bay is the third in yards per game. Chicago is 32nd. They're last in the league in yards per game. Uh, 426 compared to 246. Um, and then let's take a look at the defenses. Uh, Bears do have the edge um, on defense, defensive numbers so far this year. Eighth compared to 17th. Sounds like it might be a big disparity between the defenses, but it's actually not. Uh, Bears actually give up only three less points than the Bucks, So score 16 and a half less points and give up three less points. Uh, does not even out. Opponent yards per game. Uh, Chicago has the slight edge again at seventh uh, compared to Tampa Bay ninth. Um, not a big disparity there either. Only five less uh, yards given up per game. This Bears offense will definitely not keep up with this uh, Tampa Tampa Bay um, offense with Tom Brady. Um, I I'm expecting a blowout here, um, but teasing this under a touchdown just seems like a great great option. Yeah, and I had that same stat written down uh, in terms of 
their last five home games, that being Tampa, dating back to the start of last December through current 4-1 against the spread. There's 5-0 and straight up in those games, and their average margin of victory in those five games is 16 points per game. So uh, they are winning big for the most part when they're a favorite at home. Expect that to pretty much follow suit in this one. So uh, one more that I have highlighted, and we'll get into any other ones that you might have. I know that we are uh, have a consensus, I think, on these first three. New England is at home against the New York Jets. Jets coming off a bye. New England, of course, that heartbreaking loss against Dallas where they played really well to be in that game. Uh, they are the Patriots minus seven in this game. You could tease them down to minus one. Uh, this was a 25-6 to ball game, the first meeting in New York. Mac Jones, that was his worst performance of the season when you look at his QBR numbers, and they won very, very comfortably. Speaking of QBR, Zach Wilson, 32nd in the league in QBR. He played well enough to beat the Titans uh, when they were super banged up and, and had a bunch of injuries, uh, but still factoring in that performance in his last four games, he's thrown two touchdown passes and eight interceptions. So it's not been smooth sailing for Zach Wilson here in the start of his career. Uh, and one stat that I stumbled across, and, and really this is hammering home the, the, the play and why this needs to be made, is Bill Belichick against rookie quarterbacks in his career is, is 20, or in his career with New England is 23 and six. So uh, that has been a doomsday for rookies seeing the, the Patriots in that defense. And while, as we talked about off air, Tom Brady's not there anymore, uh, New England can do enough against this Jets defense to be able to win. And I would expect Mac Jones to outplay Zach Wilson. Yeah, I fully agree with that. Uh, I'm pretty sure Zach Wilson had what, four interceptions against the Patriots in their first meeting. Uh, Three in the first half. Yeah. Uh, Looking at these two teams, you got a Patriots team two and four. Uh, They haven't really played like a two and four team. Um, They've had some close losses. And like you mentioned, uh, being able to stay toe-in-toe with the Dallas Cowboys, who look like a Super Bowl contender, uh, was pretty darn impressive uh, last weekend. And the Jets, who are 1-4, and four, um, and they definitely look like that 1-4 and four team that you're seeing out there. Um, Jets are 3-17 and 17 straight up uh, the last two years as underdogs. 1-10 straight up on the road in these games, and 2-9 and nine against the spread in those games as well. Uh, New England is 3-0 and oh versus the Jets since losing Tom Brady. Um, so even losing Tom Brady didn't give uh, the Jets any sort of any sort of edge. Uh, as we mentioned, New England uh, very impressive game against the Cowboys. Looking at the Jets Jets offense, thirty second in points per game and thirty first in total yards per game. Uh, seeing what New England was able to do last week, I don't. The Jets are not going to be able to keep up uh, with that improving offense. Uh, it just seems like New England is taking strides. Uh, forward and the Jets are kind of just staying where they've been the past, you know, 10 years. Um, <laughs> Patriots are not a great team. I'm not I'm not advertising them as such. Uh, they are a solid team uh, at best right now, uh, but they are certainly better than the Jets, and I fully uh, expect them to win this game. Yeah, and they're not unbeatable at home anymore. They're 3-7 and seven straight up in their last 10 at Foxborough, but they can beat the Jets. They're... they're they own this rivalry in particular, and they, they just tend to beat bad teams. I think that they are comfortable in that 
situation. It's just not a squad that's, you know, great teams are walking into New England and losing anymore, but they can definitely win this one. Uh, in terms of some other options to talk about, I think these are the three that we feel best about, and um, uh, but do want to be able to go over a couple of more just kind of for conversation and, and see what you think. The L.A. Rams at home against the Lions, a big spread of minus 16. You could slice six off of that and take it down to minus 10. I think that that is an option to consider, uh, especially with a Stafford against the Lions type of storyline and wanting to, to run it up against – uh, a Lions squad that is in shambles right now. Um, injury concerns and uh, Jared Goff going back to L.A. I don't think that's going to go too well for him. Cincinnati at Baltimore. Now, I would not advise personally because I was trusting the Chargers last week oh. at Baltimore. And that was a big reason why my uh, my ugly record uh, from week six. They just is, barely lost that one. It's they? as bad as it was. <laughs> uh, shouts to Brandon Staley for continuing to go for it on his, like, his own 35 uh, to make sure that they would no, they would not cover plus 10 or plus 10.5, whatever it might be. So uh, you could take Cincinnati plus 6.5 up to plus 12.5. I know Joe Burrow is Joey Covers uh, in terms of his, his resume, but... I don't know. I think that's an option. If, if you wanted to throw a little bit on that, I wouldn't blame you. I'm not. This is just kind of diagramming what is out there on the slate. Um, what do you think about the Rams or Cincinnati? Did either one of those intrigue you? Um, yeah, I love the Rams. Uh, seeing what they were able to do to the Giants last week, uh, just ab- absolutely destroy them. Um, and then what the Bengals were able to do to the Lions last week. I don't think the Lions uh, should be anywhere close um, in this game. I mean, I thought the same thing. Uh, the Lions were able to keep it close uh, against the Ravens. Um, betting on or against the Ravens has not uh, fared well for me. I bet on him. I bet on them and they lose me money. I bet against them, they lose me money. Probably going to stay away from that team. Uh, and I just, the Rams at minus, minus 16, that's just, that's just too much for me. Uh, I think that's probably a stay away. Uh, for me, one game I'm considering playing on the spread uh, would maybe be the Panthers at minus two and a half. Um, I thought they looked pretty solid the first three weeks of the season. I know they've lost three games in a row. Uh, they blew a lead to the to the Eagles, but the Giants the Giants are kind of just reeling right now uh, with all the injuries they have on their offense. Saquon Barkley's out, uh, Galladay's out, um, Tony's out. Um, I don't see. I don't see them, uh, even though they're at home, I don't see them being able to really do enough to win that game against the Panthers. Yeah, that one makes sense. That one makes sense for sure. So let's get to the plays we are firing off on uh, in terms of the sides, the teasers. What do you have working out of these options that we've kind of laid out? Yeah. Um, So as I've mentioned earlier, minus two and a half, has not gone well for me, but I'm looking to turn the tide here, and I am doing an alternate line parlay on Green Bay minus two and a half and Tampa Bay minus two and a half. I'm pretty sure I told you to reach across and just punch me right in the face. I think you did. Uh, if I uh, did that again, but why don't you wait and see? If this <laughs> if this loses, then then you can reach across this table. But uh, I, I'm feeling pretty good about this one. You don't want these hands quite yet? <laughs> Not yet. Let's see let's see the result first <laughs> and then I'll get the double loss, the punch in the face and and the loss of loss of some money. Uh, and then my second my second play is gonna be Green Bay teased down to minus two and New England teased down to minus one. 
Yeah, I like both of those. Uh, I think you can feel safe with the two and a half because it is vacation, baby. Vacation. I'm taking a di- the different route in terms of teasing, although that is a pretty getting Tampa below a field goal is really appealing. I know you're going to pay a little bit of extra juice to do that. Yeah, you're uh, getting the juice at minus 143 compared to the minus 120 of the regular yeah. teaser with uh, with DraftKings. I did fire off on that teaser on DraftKings minus 120 for Green Bay and Tampa Bay. And then I also have a honorary Super Bowl 31 teaser of Green Bay and New England. So that would be, again, Green Bay down to minus two, New England minus one, and then the Green Bay-Tampa Bay would be Green Bay minus two and Tampa Bay. Depending on where you get it, you're going to have to probably do FanDuel for that one. See, at minus five and a half. I'll be honest because, look, the FanDuel teaser is minus 134, and your option, minus two and a half, minus two and a half, is minus 143. There's more value in your option on that one. Uh, the only thing you're worrying about there is in case somehow – Green Bay only wins by two or only wins by one. So while oh, you, you had to say it, you just <laughs> you just had to say I'm it. Sorry, <laughs> I'm talking this out here. Okay, the only way you're just gonna throw, lose they're is... throwing me off on these dip, the the line differential in uh, DraftKings and Fanduel. Yeah, uh, I'm think... playing teaser two and a half for you. Green Bay's just gonna blow them out of the water. Tampa's gonna win, and we'll we'll be fine. There'll be nothing to talk about next week. Let's knock on this wood wood table here and yep. fire away. All right. There you have it for the sides, the teasers. Uh, I don't have any straight up against the spread plays, uh, any money line parlays. So uh, we do have some props, though, and, and we'll do that after we take a quick break. We will get to the prop plays for NFL Week 7. We'll do that right after a quick break. All right, let's get to it. Our prop plays for NFL Week 7. Started off with easy peasy money. Jamar Chase over longest reception of 26 and a half yards. The Bengals are at Baltimore. This is minus 110 at DraftKings. Jamar Chase has gone over his longest reception number and this particular number in all five games so far. Uh, As a rookie, he had a catch of 53 yards last week against the Lions. I think he had another one of 30 Yards, so he had two of those in which would have went over this number. He had 70, 44, 34, 42 in terms of the other games as his longest reception. So he has gone over this by still a significant margin in each game that he has played. If you look at Baltimore, I know last week was a dominant performance from them, uh, and no receiver on the Chargers was able to hit this. Mike Williams hit 26-yard catch, but uh, that would be slightly under this. But there were three Colts that hit this in that Monday night football game, and Carson Wentz threw for 400 yards against them. Uh, earlier in the season, the Chiefs had three. Three guys have this kind of a catch or bigger against the Ravens, and so did the Raiders, including one Henry Ruggs, who had a 37-yard longest reception and you look at Ruggs in terms of a premier big play guy, and Jamar Chase is right up there. Both of those are two of the top big play guys in the league right now, and I think Jamar will have at least a 30-plus yard catch in this game. So going back to the well, playing it until it doesn't hit, got to go, got to go after it with Jamar Chase 
at over 26 and a half longest reception. Play it as soon as you can because I even see a huge difference at FanDuel right now where that is 32 and a half versus DraftKings 26 and a half. Uh, imagine those probably to be a little bit closer by the time they kick off on Sunday. Yeah, I love that play. Uh, have it written down here as an auto play. Uh, you know how those banks, you can set up some automatic payments on your bills. The DraftKings might as well just set up an automatic payment to all, everybody who plays it because uh, it's been hitting every single week. Um, Ravens 25th in passing yards allowed per game. Um, you hit on all the other points of all the receivers that have already hit this already. Uh, Jamar Chase going over this number every single week. Uh, I love it. Uh, playing this until till it, till it can't hit. till the wheels fall off. Exactly. Uh, so then my next play, I'm going to play uh, Devontae Adams over 79.5 receiving yards and uh, pair that with a Packers win uh, versus Washington. Nine receivers have gone over this number um, in six games against Washington. At least one receiver in every single game against them. Uh, Devontae Adams has hit this in four of his last five games. All four of those were victories. Washington gives up the most passing yards uh, per game. And I believe they also give up the most passing touchdowns allowed per game. They do. Um, I, I love this play right here. Yeah, I like that as well. And what's the odds on that one? That is minus 125. Minus 125. Pairing those two together. Yeah, that seems like a really darn good play. Uh, I'm going to have a theme here for the next couple uh, of longest reception. Uh, that's going to be my angle. That's the one prop I hit last week. So we're going to stick with that and see if we can keep that trend alive. Uh, another guy who, who has been crushing this particular prop is Cooper Cup on the Los Angeles Rams. Uh, over 27 and a half longest reception is minus 120 on DraftKings. He has had a 30-yard reception or higher in five of the six games this year. And he's going against Detroit's secondary, who has given up a league-high 15 yards per catch. So who gives up more big plays than anyone in the league? That being the Lions defense, who is coming to town. Uh, So I really like Cooper Cup to be able to get a huge chunk play. Probably going to have a couple of them uh, in this game. Uh, Cup to go over 27 and a half. Don't feel like I need to say too much more about it. Uh, his chemistry with Matthew Stafford, of course, can push the ball on the field, or Cup can just catch it and make people miss. So I, I love this prop. I think it should be pretty easy. I love that. Uh, I actually hadn't even thought about that one or seen that one, uh, but I'll definitely be firing away on that uh, based on your breakdown there. And one more to throw in there. Not sorry to cut you off, but on that on that line of thinking – Another prop that I have put together and that I like as well is Stafford, two-plus touchdowns, Cup over 84.5 receiving yards, and the Rams' money line, plus 100 on DraftKings. So uh, Cooper Cup has gone over 100, I think, in his last three games, and he's been over 90, I think, in five of his six games. So uh, I think that number is very, very safe against Detroit. Stafford to throw two touchdowns against the worst secondary in the league. Uh, and then the Rams just to win. I think that's pretty good value at even money. I like that. I like that value there as well. Um, my next play, I'm going to go Aaron Rodgers, two-plus passing touchdowns. So just to throw two or more uh, passing touchdowns in the game. Uh, pair that with a Packers win. As I mentioned earlier, Packers are a theme of my bets this week. Um, pairing those two together, uh, a little bit of juice, minus 160. 
Um, but he's hit this each of the last five weeks. Uh, Rodgers hit this in 13 of 14 wins last year. Uh, Josh Allen threw for four touchdowns um, against this Washington team. Matt Ryan threw for four touchdowns against this Washington team. Winston threw for four. Mahomes threw for two. Um, probably would have thrown more if it wasn't for uh, a couple turnovers. Um, oh, and yeah, the Packers are definitely going to win this game. So uh, minus 160, a little bit of juice, um, but I, I love that play right there. Yeah, we talked about this before the show, and I, I've got this one written down, and right next to it says hammer. Uh, so you should definitely pay the extra juice, so make sure that your your play is sizable enough to get that get that reward back that, that makes it worth your while. Uh, this is a hammer play for sure, and you broke down all the stats. One that I will just throw on top of there is that Rodgers has thrown for two touchdowns or more in 11 of his last 12 games at Lambeau. Uh, so this is obviously a great trend in terms of his production. We already talked about Green Bay's success at Lambeau Field and how terrible this Washington defense is playing right now. So all things align for this one to come home. Yeah, that uh, that bet right there is probably my favorite of the week. All right, I got one that won't be your favorite, and you're going to give me some crap for this. I keep going back to him, and I shouldn't, but I'm going to. It's going to hit, I promise you. You can reach around this same wood table and smack me in the I, smack me. You can't punch me. Uh, smack me in the face if this one does not hit. It's Darnell Mooney over 20 and a half longest reception. I see you shaking your head up and down, <laughs> side to side. Uh, minus 120 in DraftKings. I did give this out, full disclosure, last week uh, against the Packers secondary that was missing Jair Alexander. Uh, he did not hit that. I think his longest reception was 15 yards. Uh, Mooney did successfully go over this against the Lions, uh, didn't do it against the Raiders, didn't do it against Green Bay, but uh, we've broken that, down this a little bit already, the Tampa Bay injuries in the secondary. And this is a very susceptible defense to some big plays. Uh, and you look at their last game in Philadelphia, Devontae Smith and Quez Watkins both got them for 24, 25-yard uh, receptions. And then... Tampa Bay's game before that, five different Miami Dolphins, five, had a catch of 21 yards or more in that game against Tampa. And this is kind of the theme. I think it could play the same way for Chicago, and a lot of teams find themselves doing this. Tampa Bay gets up on them. They have to play catch-up. They're more aggressive with their passing game. They're not going to find success in the running game. They kind of abandon that. I think you're going to see kind of that same thing unfold for Chicago. Well, I know it's not been an offense that's really – fully opened up and let fields uh, just kind of just sling it all over the place. But I'm not willing to, while Mooney has not hit this, forget the fact of him being a guy that has great speed, big playability, and fields has a great arm and the ability to throw it down the field. So while it's not been something that's happened the last two weeks, I am very confident that's going to happen this week. Uh is this the last straw for you? If if it doesn't hit this, yeah, game, it, are you it, done? it would be. Yeah, you're gonna get out the get out the token and just jump right back on that carousel. I would know. <laughs> I will jump off the back of this pickup truck, be somewhere in the middle of the country, and find my way home. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I'm not gonna jump aboard with that one. Uh, like your breakdown. Uh, hope it hits for you. Thank you. Um, I would like to smack you in the face if it doesn't, but <laughs> <laughs> but all right, let's let's you move win on. either way. <laughs> So Cordell Patterson over 
receiving yards at sitting at minus 114. Um, they did uh, – I played this on DraftKings. They did take down his line. I think they took down all the receiving yards props right now. Um, not entirely sure the reasoning for that. I know the Falcons do have some guys coming back, uh, Pitts and uh, Calvin Ridley. But Cordell Patterson's hit this uh, four straight weeks. He's had uh, receiving yard numbers of 60, 82, 82 again, and 58. All four well above the 38 and a half receiving yards. Um, they've just been feeding the crap out of this guy. Um, he's been really the, the workhorse of their offense. Um, Miami gave this up to Leonard Fournette and, and James White. Um, it's kind of hard to find a guy that's being used in the league like Cordell Patterson is, lining up out of the backfield and as a receiver. Um, and I think uh, you're getting great value great value here. Yeah, this has not been a Miami defense that has played well. So that definitely plays to your point, and I like that. Go ahead with another one. I'm, I'm out of bullets. All right. Uh, so my last uh, player prop of the week is going to be Daryl Henderson. Uh, to score a touchdown and for the Rams to win, sitting at minus 155. He's hit this in four or five games that he's played. All four of those games, uh, the Rams did win. So in every game that he scored a touchdown, the Rams have also won. Um, Lions are 26 in rushing yards allowed per game. I expect a massive blowout um, win for the Rams. Um, and the, in those blowout wins, typically running the clock down, getting into the red zone and uh and rushing it in for six. I like that as well. I like it. Oh and that I oh yeah okay I did mention that sitting at minus one fifty five so you are paying a little bit of juice. Yep. Um uh, but I really I really expect that one to hit. Definitely. So at this point in time in the show, let's recap our plays. I will go first. Vacation. Take your bay to the bay on a vacation. Green Bay and Tampa Bay teaser so get down to Green Bay minus two, Tampa Bay. Again, we've already been through this. Minus five and a half, if you can do it. Maybe play Josh's style a little bit. Full disclosure, I got this earlier in the week where Tampa Bay was minus six and a half. I feel better about that. I don't like them at minus seven. So do do what you will with this, but play Green Bay, Tampa Bay in some form or fashion. Green Bay and New England on a teaser. Green Bay down to minus two, New England down to minus one. Uh, I definitely like that. And as far as props, Jamar Chase over 26 and a half, longest reception against the Ravens. Cooper Cup over 27 and a half, longest reception against the Lions. That's minus 120 at DraftKings. Another Rams play here, the player prop parlay. Say that three times fast. Matthew Stafford, two plus touchdowns. Cooper Cup over 84 and a half receiving yards and the Rams to win. That is plus 100, even money at DraftKings. Darnell Mooney over 20 and a half longest reception. That is a punch bet. If I did not get that, Josh would punch me in the face. Uh, and I am tailing Josh on, I have this written down as well, Aaron Rodgers, two plus touchdown passes and Green Bay to win, minus 160 at DK. And that is up. hammer the heck out of that one. All right, let's run through these plays uh, for week seven. Green Bay minus two and a half, Tampa Bay minus two and a half. That is an alternate line parlay um, on DraftKings at minus 143. Green Bay minus two and New England minus one. That's a teaser, teasing those two teams down to those numbers at minus 120 on DraftKings. 
Devontae Adams over 79.5 receiving yards paired with a Green Bay win. Minus 125 on FanDuel. Aaron Rodgers two-plus passing touchdowns and the Packers to win at minus 160 on DraftKings. Cordell Patterson over 38.5 receiving yards. Minus 114. Not sure what they're going to open that number back up at. Um, but I would say anything under probably 45 to 46 or 47, I'd probably uh, fire away on that. Um, and then Daryl Henderson, uh, touchdown in the Rams to win, minus 155. And last but not least, Jamar Chase, over 26.5 yards, longest reception, send a minus 110. I like it. I like it. There it is. Not the best NFL slate that we ever did see, but we are going to see that money this week with these plays. So thanks for listening to us. Subscribe to us. Rate us. Review us. We appreciate it as always. We will talk to you next week. Yeah, hopefully no punches thrown. No punches thrown. Hopefully not. No. (laughs) Um, But it will be an entertaining show next week if we do have that. Uh, But let's win some money. And good luck to everyone out there. Thanks for listening to us. We will talk to you next time on the Heat Check Podcast. Thanks, guys. Have a good one.